Hello and welcome to the Lancet Gastroenterology and Hepatology podcast in conversation with. I'm Hugh Thomas, the Deputy Editor. In this episode, we'll be focusing on a review appearing in our May issue that discusses the elimination of hepatitis C among people incarcerated in prisons. Across the globe, there's a disproportionately high prevalence of HCV in correctional settings, driven in large part by the numbers of people who inject drugs who are incarcerated. As a result, the World Health Organization has made correctional settings a key target for HCV elimination efforts. I'm joined today by Dr. Matthew Akiyama, who is the corresponding author on the review. Dr. Akiyama is an assistant professor of medicine and clinician investigator at the Montefiore Medical Center and Albert Einstein College of Medicine, where he holds joint appointments in the divisions of general internal medicine and infectious diseases. He is an NIH-funded researcher with a focus on HCV in socioeconomically marginalized populations and a particular emphasis on HCV in the criminal justice system. Dr. Akiyama, thank you very much for joining us and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Hugh, and thank you uh, for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here on behalf of all of the authors of the manuscript. Great. So let's jump straight in and talk about the review. This work has been driven by the International Network on Health and Hepatitis and Substance Users, or the INHSU, and specifically the Prison Special Interest Group. What is the INHSU and what is the what are the goals of the network? Sure. So INSU Prisons was established in 2019 to connect individuals interested or involved in hepatitis care and correctional settings internationally. And our aim is to facilitate information and knowledge exchange, knowledge translation, and advocacy for HCV prevention and care with an overall goal of enhancing access to HCV testing, treatment, and prevention for services for individuals who are incarcerated. And why were prisons specifically selected for attention in the context of hepatitis C elimination? Yeah, so the majority of HCV infections worldwide are due to injection drug use. And because of the interrelationship between injection drug use and incarceration, hep C prevalence in justice-involved populations is approximately 10 to 20 times higher than the general population. Due to that high HCV prevalence in a setting that provides relative stability from active drug use and other competing priorities such as housing and food insecurity, the criminal justice system has been recognized as an essential component for hep C elimination strategies. So what's the current situation in terms of hepatitis C services and policies in correctional settings then? Sure. So HCV-focused services vary not only between countries at national levels, but also from state to state, province to province, and corresponding jurisdictions from country to country, and even from facility to facility. There are varying degrees of testing, treatment, and services to link people living with HCV to care, but the vast majority of people who are incarcerated worldwide are not receiving such services. As an example of this, the World Health Organization has outlined a global strategy to eliminate viral hepatitis by 2030, but the majority of countries have established national plans or treatment guidelines that do not reference interventions for people in prisons. And we argue that incorporating prisons into national plans is critical in order to achieve HCV elimination. So in your review, you flag a number of priority areas for attention, uh, the first of which is the need to change political will which represents this overarching concern uh, that affects a lot of the other areas. Um, what are the current issues around bolstering political will and what more can be done? Yeah, so we, we did highlight seven priority areas, but our first priority was changing political will. And we think that in order to optimize HCV elimination efforts in correctional settings, key stakeholders at the level of governance really need to be engaged. Correctional settings often fall under jurisdictions of state and local governments. So if there's no buy-in at the level of leadership, there's very little chance HCV programs will take hold in correctional settings. So beyond political will, uh, you also identify a number of technical and clinical aspects that need to be addressed. 
uh, including access to testing, providing optimal care and treatment, improving surveillance and monitoring of the care cascade, and providing HCV prevention and harm reduction programs. Uh, what are your key findings and recommendations in these areas? Sure. So for HCV in the international landscape, needs along all phases of the care continuum are not being met to the degree necessary to leverage these settings to achieve HCV elimination. And we outline ways in which improvements can be made in this review. These include testing, treatment, linkage to care after incarceration, as well as HCV prevention in prisons. And beyond elements of the care cascade, attention is also needed to developing systems to monitor these key metrics to inform policy on the needs at various jurisdiction levels from national to state or province down right down to municipal levels. Another key area that you identify is uh, stigma and addressing the inequities in the social determinants of health. What are some of the issues here and, and how do they relate to the same issues that are experienced in the community? Sure. So stigma is a, a challenge in correctional settings as it is in the community. Uh, people living with HCV are, who are justice involved are similar, a similar population to those living with HCV in the community. But people who are justice involved face forms of stigma related not only to their HCV status, but also often related to levels of substance use disorders that are maybe worse than their community counterparts that have led to behaviors for which they've been incarcerated. The criminal justice involvement and history of incarceration are often stigmatized as well. And finally, you make it clear that current research is relatively limited and that obviously further research is going to be essential if we're going to make any progress on these areas. Uh, what barriers have prevented prison-based hepatitis C research? Yeah, so perhaps the most widely publicized history of harmful research in, is in U.S. prisons, but similar situations exist in many countries worldwide. In the U.S., the federal government responded to harmful research practices by classifying prisoners as a vulnerable population in need of additional protections in order to participate in research. Such policies have led to people in prison being profoundly underrepresented in health research, limiting the development of evidence-based interventions for this population. And though well-intended, these regulations can infringe on incarcerated individuals' right to voluntarily participate in research, which limits the growth and spread of knowledge needed to improve medical practices and pol policy for this population. We believe that there is a need to take a closer look at these policies that restrict voluntary participation with careful oversight of incarcerated individuals in research. Perfect. And on that forward-thinking note, I would like to thank Dr. Akiyama once again for joining us. Thank you very much for having us. You can read the review on hepatitis C elimination among people incarcerated in prisons online now at thelancet.com. Thank you to Dr. Akiyama and thank you for listening to this episode of the Lancet Gastroenterology and Hepatology podcast in conversation with. Remember, you can subscribe to In Conversation With wherever you usually get your podcasts.